welcome to the Salty Hair Self-Care Conversations. Join me, Claire Fole, as I chat with thought leaders, wisdom leaders and self-care believers as we explore what taking care of ourself looks like. So welcome to this week's Salty Hair Self-Care Conversation. I am joined this week by Judy Taylor um, and plot spoiler alert, not only is she a wonderful and wise woman, but she's also my mum. And we are exploring the idea of rest and what a what a, a nourishing and vital part of self-care and life this is. And I used to kind of file rest under peace when I said that self-care was joy and peace. But over the last six months, I've actually expanded out my, my understanding of self-care to be joy plus peace plus rest, plus fun. And I think this conversation just reminds us and and it may be new um, ideas around why rest is so important, what rest looks like, that it is not just sleep, but that it is having space to let our mind wander and whether that's meditation or walking barefoot or reading or napping or painting that what rest looks like for each of us on any day can be different but that it is a really spacious and rejuvenating um, way of spending time and a way that creates space for us to be with ourselves and something that requires trust this this theme of trust keeps coming up in these conversations and so I really just invite you to listen to hold that awareness of how much rest are you weaving in your life? How much busyness are you weaving in your life? And if there's an imbalance there, is that something that you are willing to create space for? So I hope you enjoy today's conversation. So welcome to this Salty Hair Self-Care Conversation. Today, I welcome Judy Taylor, and I'm going to introduce you to her in just a moment. First, I wanted to invite you, Judy, and everyone watching to start with our usual three big, deep breaths together to open the space. So you might want to close your eyes or lower your gaze if it's safe to do so. And then we'll just take a big, deep breath in through our nose and let that go out through our mouth. And we take a breath in through our nose and out through our mouth. We take a breath in through our nose 
and out through our mouth. And as we open this space, we honour the traditional custodians of the lands where each of us sits. To feel into those who were here a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, 50,000 years ago and since time began. I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians to recognise and respect their cultural heritage, beliefs and relationship with this land since time began. I pay my respects to elders past and present and acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as the first people of Australia. They have never ceded sovereignty and remain strong in their enduring connection to land, waters and culture. And I support the Uluru Statement from the heart. I set the intention that the conversation that we're about to have will be a source of joy, of soul connection and of nourishment for us having it and for those of you who are joining us. So today I'm joined by Judy Taylor, who for 40 years has been a social worker by trade, a spiritual counsellor, an events organiser, um, has been practising and involved with meditation across many faiths and traditions and now teaches in the Christian tradition. She's involved with running retreats uh, at Dango Island with Paul, her husband, um, and also running groups in jails with marginalised groups um, and in interfaith discussions. And at this point in my life, as I read you that amazing bio, it's no wonder why I chose Judy as my mum. So um, welcome, um, mum. It's beautiful to have you here. And as I was kind of reflecting on this, you don't get to think about your mum very often like that, that you really are someone who is devoted to living well and to constantly exploring and pushing what that means. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for in the invitation, Clary. Thank you. What we're going to explore today is the idea of rest. And you wrote a piece called Sabbath Ponderings um, about a year ago, which prompted me to ask you to join me for this conversation. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a really beautiful piece. And I had read it when you originally wrote it and then came back to it in preparing for today. And there's just so much beauty and wisdom in there. So I just wanted to share um, a few of the quotes and we'll just work through them and just explore what they mean to you and, and just help us all to deepen a bit in our understanding, our appreciation of something as simple but as powerful as rest. Yes, it, it is so simple there. Mm -hmm. And... Um and so nourishing, so deeply nourishing. And um, I hope that's what we'll discover in our conversation today. Absolutely. Well, I think a beautiful place where you start in there is you say, I am so busy, is often the mantra of our culture. We amaze each other with our impossibly crowded schedules. Is this how I feel worthwhile? Is there a note of pride in this? And when I read that, I was like, yes, that resonates, that um, 
I feel like I've I've been there and I still go back to there and especially at the moment in the lead up to Christmas. So what's this about? What what is this business about and, and what is the alternative to busy? Mm. Well, um, we are very fortunate at this stage of our life to have time to and and a beautiful place in this natural setting. I'm sitting here looking out on the Hawkesbury River and um, really we have the time and space to ponder these sort of questions and I'm very grateful, very grateful for that. And, um, you know, we've had an opportunity leaving the main work period of our life behind to work out how we want to structure our days. And so we have a lot of visitors here on the island. We're having visitors tonight. We're having visitors tomorrow night, visitors on the weekend. So we have a lot of visitors and that's wonderful because it is a healing place that people like to come to. And and what we've realised in in all our preparation for these visitors is that we... Um, it's sustainable only when we have a rhythm of work and rest, of um, active and receptive time. And, um, and this has been something that I've sort of sensed over my life, I suppose, and, uh, and this opportunity has been given to us to really put it into practice. And both Paul and I have, um, in different ways, we use the afternoons for creative, reflective um, work and um, and just reading the paper sometimes, sometimes a little zizzes, um, usually a walk and um, just a catch-up, catching up with ourselves, I think. So it's, um, it's a great gift, a great blessing and, um, and we're, we're really enjoying this rhythm of life. And, you know, I know it's not possible for everybody in the busyness of family and work. But I think um, that it, it, we could, I, I in particular felt called to begin to share something about what rest can mean in our lives and how essential it is. Um, looking at, the, at nature, at the seasons, at the body, we all have, every, everything has times of active and receptive of times of dormancy. Um, yeah, so that, that's the sort of what's behind these ideas. I love that. And I love what you said there, that you you have given us such a beautiful list of what that rest can look like. Um, and, and sleep is only one in that mm. list. And so rest doesn't have to be about, sleeping it's not just we need to sleep more this is a very different conscious choice um that we're talking about here um and there's a beautiful quote that you um share in the piece you say if we do not rest we lose our way we forget who we are what we are doing and what we are doing it for Mm. Yes, I mean, maybe some people call it daydreaming or just catching up with ourselves. Um, but I think just allowing ourselves a, 
a time where we don't have a particular agenda to just let whatever is dancing on our stage or whatever's flowing through us sort of come to our attention and we notice that, we listen to it, we maybe get little nudges in certain directions, we get promptings. I think it's it's all there within us, but at speed we don't notice it. And um, so it's, it's something about um, our meditation teacher says that we become the person we were created to be. In meditation we become the person we were created to be. You know, I think that's very important that our lives don't pass without us exploring who we were created to be. And so I was going to ask you that. Is meditation a form of rest? Definitely. Well, it is a form of rest. It's a form of refreshment, certainly. Mm -hmm. So it it works in the same way as rest. I think um, maybe meditation... Um, makes us more at ease with silence and with emptiness in inverted commas and um, nothingness in inverted commas, doing nothing. Um, But I I put the inverted commas because the the rest and the silence and the the emptiness are actually very dynamic sort of things. There's actually a very real process happening um, in that space and it just looks like nothing from the outside but it's um it's an essential sort of part of who we are as as human and um you know we we have been and I know you you came with us too Claire to the um Daily River this year to um now you to visit Miriam Rose Ungung Mare who speaks about Dadidi which is that deep inner listening and quiet still awareness and um and, you know, she speaks about that as being um, essential to who they are, to who we are as people. And, um, you know, I think that's the same for all of us. We just do need to have those times where we listen innerly as well as be active in our outer being. Yeah. And I love that you brought Miriam Rose into the conversation because actually as you started talking and said that the pondering um, and at this time of life, I really, I, my, my thoughts went to Miriam because she talks about the time of post-work, in inverted commas, is actually such a busy time in their community um, because you have so much wisdom that it's then a time to be involved and sharing that um, yeah. and, and so that really feels like part of what you're doing. Yes, it, it feels like, um, you know, we get some opportunity out of our collective life experience to say something. We know something by this stage and um, we know what's important. And I, I think for me it seems like meditation brings a clarity that um, allows me to see where it's good to put my energy um, and, you know, where not. And um, I think the the intentional resting, the sort of Sabbath, taking a Sabbath is the Christian um, formulation of that. Mm. I think that allows us to take stock of where we are, what we've got, 
to give thanks and to um, realize that we how blessed we are and how enough we have that that we don't need more um, that this this moment is is sacred and desires just fall away mm-hmm. um, so it's quite sort of um, subversive actually what happens when when we start to to not just stay on the treadmill of go 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 and achieve achieve and do and um, we we really taste for ourselves that enoughness and um, uh, you know and how simply good life can be yes I love that and so interesting you say that because in so many of the conversations that I'm having with women around this is this idea of actually this very quiet self-care self-connection whatever we want to call it and rest this active rest is such a part of that and how it's actually a huge act of rebellion yes society it is a form of activism and to um to stake our claim and to say that that is enough is yes it is big in this day and age it is big and um I think too that um, it's sort of a time where we really connect with nature and the natural world. I think our care for the environment um, very naturally arises. And, you know, as we're sort of tilting at uh, limiting human economic activity mm. is a natural sort of outcome of this feeling of contentment and, and inner fullness, you mm. know, and of being blessed. and. Um, and it's a time of, you know, just cherishing the relationships we have, the community, communities we're part of, and um, and the reciprocity and mutual interdependence between creation and humanity. You know, I think all of that very naturally arises when we get into this rhythm of work and rest. Absolutely, and and so. Why do you think, why are we not doing it? What, what are we afraid of or what's, what is driving us to be so busy? Well, I think, um, I think as we're saying, it's a bit countercultural. Mm. So it's not the message that we're getting out there. Mm. But um, when I began to draw these ideas together and they've ideas that we've been, um, that I've been, presenting to groups who come here on retreat, mm-hmm. um, I, I had a strong sense, there's nothing new in it, mm-hmm. but that we really need permission to do it. And I, I think that's the, the sort of the word, you know, we need permission and we need to give ourselves permission, um, not to um, deep permission and with tender generosity um, uh, we really need to know how essential to our well-being this is and that that it's not okay to postpone our capacity to be fully alive. Yeah. Um, um, that that this this is this is the the sort of um, life qua man really, life qua person, qua human, um, that that we're all called to and um, yeah. 
I yes. love that. And I love the quotes, that, uh, knowing the, your piece. I have picked out those same quotes as you. There's that one that you said, a deep permission to rest for no purpose other than with tender generosity to ourselves. We yes. gently remember all that we have and all that we are. Yeah. It's so spacious. You can actually feel just the, feels like a lullaby kind of just, oh, yeah, like yes. rest into that, let that, that hold you. Yes, I think, it, I think it is very spacious and very inviting and very delicious and, um, you know, I think we only need to be reminded of it to go back and, and allow ourselves to have it, you know, and, and that would be what I hope might come out of our conversation, that mm. we experience that invitation and know that it's something that's always there for us, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's always there and all we need to do is just surrender to allow ourselves to be held in that, um, in that, well, I experience it as a loving embrace actually, just the deliciousness of, of just, um, you know, thinking my own thoughts or going wherever the mood takes me and often find something creative arises. I start to think, oh, I wonder where that little article is and if I could put that with that and, you know, maybe that would be something to use with a group and, you know, all these juicy sort of thoughts start to flow in, in the space. And uh, so it's, it's far from empty and nothing. It's a very... Um, dynamic, nourishing sort of rhythm. I love that word rhythm too, a deep rhythmicity it is a hard word to say. but um, And it's, a, it's an acknowledgement that neither work nor rest are better, yeah. um, but just that work in a way, the active somehow has more pull on us, but um, we need to attend to that gentle, deep tidal pull to come apart and fall into that deep rhythmicity that delights and nourishes us and fills us and blesses us. So, um, yeah. This, this love, rabbi, sorry, sorry this rabbi calls it the fragrance of eternity, which is a, you know, I'm not sure what that means, but it's an intriguing phrase, the fragrance of eternity. Maybe we could just take that as a koan, you know, and uh, think about that in a rest period, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love something else. And it, it, it's not dissimilar. Well, when we were with Miriam Rose, that she was so, um, she just invited us so often to listen. Mm. And it could be within or outside of us. That, that was kind of um, not the point. But it, for me, became a real way of like to say rest um, or to say slow down can feel very hard to do. But mm. to say listen, suddenly you can't listen at speed. No, no. It, it, it invites you, it creates that space that we're talking about just to sit down. And, and like you said, that those daydreams or little nudges of curiosity, suddenly when our attention is just drawn away enough with listening, can kind of drop in. Yes, yes, it's such a, a wonderful 
a wonderful space. And I agree, Claire, we can't listen at speed. We can't love at speed. Um, in fact, Steve Bidoff, I think it was, says that the um, busyness is the opposite of love. And, mm. and then this listening and attention, they're all bound up with love and listening and attending to someone, mm. you know, is a very loving thing that we can do. And um, the other thing that I think might stop us from um, surrendering to this um, to this is that we feel that we're um, needed, that we can't not be on deck. And um, but I, I think that's a kind of um, fallacy that we probably have to test out by not being on deck. And um, and just sort of seeing how things can rearrange and, you know, everything can be okay without us. And um, and I think too then, you know, below that there's sort of another level of trust. And, I, you know, when I was reflecting for today, today's conversation, I think trust is probably one of the really important things that comes with rest, that um, that all is well and that all will be well and that um, I can sort of step back and that there's many other wonderful forces and energies operating that will take care, you know, in a way that we don't even know about, but we can trust that that will happen. And, um, and the longer I go, the more I realise we've just been in, um, in uh, the Middle East, in Israel and the Palestinian territories, and... And you know there was just a lot of concern for people from people for us, but for myself, I realized how much trust there was at every turn and um, so that's I feel becoming a, a, a sort of more bedrock of my life and you know I've had fear in my life and had to sort of work on that fear um, but you know, once we face our fears and go beyond them, then the kind of the the well of trust is is endless and um, and delicious and um, and very very sustaining for us. And mm. I think rest and trust um, are quite important companions. Yeah, I love that. And again, it is amazing. It, just in the last week, this is the third conversation I have recorded, and without any uh, any design they have all come to the point of trust uh -huh. the word trust just keeps coming up um because it's it's trust we need to feel safe to rest we need yes. to trust that life will go on without us and trust that it's worthwhile in inverted commas you know it, yes. And trust in, in that quiet, you know, I think that's another thing that if I sit quietly, what will I hear? Yes. No? Yes. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, that's, you know, obviously I've been doing it for a long time now, but I, I think if I sit quietly, what will I hear? Oh, <laughs> come on, you know, what will I hear? And, and really um, just to know that everything, um, is given and everything is as it should be and um, you know as the the prophet says no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should I mean we do wonder about that sometimes but 
um, there is a kind of a, a deep trust that um, what um, there's a, a something, a deep fertile wisdom that shows us what is needed. And um, so it's nothing I have to do. It's nothing I have to arrange. You know, it's actually a gift to me that's always there waiting for me. And um, and I just need to be available and, yeah. um, and present. Yes, I love yeah. that. And I think for me that's really the self-care that I'm interested in is not anything outside of ourself but coming into that that communion and that devotion to ourself of asking what do I need and when rest is the answer, honouring that and, yes. and, and doing that regularly that I don't even have to hear, I need rest, just knowing that that is one of the nutrients of our soul, you know, it's really yes. what nourishes us. That's it. It's, um, it is one of the nutrients and, you know, I think it can happen that we don't rest until we get sick and uh, and that is that's a shame you know for that to happen because it's such fun and so delicious and um you know it's just what we crave really i think we're weary and we just long for that stillness and and deep nourishment and to sort of let the soul meander is another phrase that i i love and um, you know and dream i think dreaming is a big part of it and you know things don't have to we don't have to see how to do things but if we just let ourselves dream just follow thoughts and um play yeah. play with thoughts and possibilities it's it's wonderful extraordinary where we get to well i think that's how we ended up living on an island in Hawkesbury. <laughs> <laughs> and i love that because at the beginning of the year i was well I go through periods of being so tired so tired and I'd be like I'm sleeping I just don't know and a wise friend of mine Lois said maybe you need something that looks quite a lot lot like sleep but isn't Mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of what rest is that it's not it's not just like we said it's not just sleep it's there's more to it than just than just sleep you know, there's yes. rearranging that happens and that, yeah. that that tiredness that so many of us feel is, like you said, that longing, that craving for rest. Mm. Um, and there's a bit, a, a quote that you use, he says, Thomas Merton says there is an innate violence in drivenness where we postpone our capacity to be alive, warm and loving. I think that's quite a call to action. That's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a pretty strong um, case for for coming into rest. Yes, and I, I think we can encourage each other mm-hmm. into you know coming into rest. And um, I think we cannot sort of whoop and wow at all people's amazing agendas and achievements, and you know just kind of hold them lightly and um, and hold the whole person and help them wonder about, you know, how, how that is for them. Um, so I think we can do it for each other. Yeah. Um, encourage, you know, I think encouragement is a big thing 
that we do for each other and with these sort of um, not so mainstream things it's probably they need more encouragement because they're not um, appearing on Instagram or um, you know they're not they're not sort of wildly um, advertisable or whatever <laughs> but yeah but you, you can't you don't need to pay for it do you no, that's right. That's right. And you touched on it before, but I love this quote where you say, rest before we are tired, before we become ill, surrender to this wonderful gift we have been given, remembering who we are, who we have been created to be, knowing all as well. Mm. Mm. It's just such permission. It, it is, isn't it? And I'm that says it all. Itself. Yeah. Yes, yes. So... What does it look like? You've been, you've touched on a few things there, but I guess what does it look like in your life and how do we do it in these lives which are busy? You know, the, the pace of life is fast and mm. um, so how, how do you, as, as you present these ideas, then help people to weave this in in a way that feels possible? And not just another thing they should be doing. Yes, yes. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be um, an afternoon. It can be an hour or it can be five minutes or it can be, yeah, it, it can just fit in with the reality of our, of our daily schedule. Mm. So I, I think, um, I, I think we, we, you know, it's good to sort of find for ourselves what, what fits for us, um, but I would just say that that don't don't sort of look for big tracks of time if it's unrealistic. I think really once we're on board and and caught up with the 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 wonder of what's possible, um, that um, we'll see little spaces opening, and you know we'll begin to attend to some of those things like my indispensability or, you know, my needing to achieve this, this and this. And I, I think there are a lot of the things that you talk about on the self-care mm. um, podcast with different people. So it's, um, it's just that intentional rest and, you know, some people like to light a candle um, some people might like to take a, a phrase to chew over and, you know, if they feel that the, the space might be a bit of a, a challenge initially, um, might be something like that, the fragrance of eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, or another one, I think the same fellow speaks about the fragrance of the sacred. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, we could, we could just sort of take those as koans almost just to say over and over, just to repeat to ourselves and just allow ourselves to breathe with those and come to stillness and you know let them go and and just play with it really it's a it's a playful thing yeah see where it takes us yeah I love that I love that and it reminds me of actually there was it must be a couple of years ago we were on the island with you guys and I um went and was having a massage and kind of two minutes into it, it was like, oh, I just don't want this to finish. It's so beautiful. And then was just had one of those moments of, 
of inspiration and I just said I'm willing to receive this and so I used that as just kind of something to keep coming back to and that so it, it, it that's another one I'm, I'm willing to rest yes and oh I might just get up and just check the, I'm willing to rest I think yes. that's always such a beautiful um, opening and permission and just reminder to ourselves as well that I'm yes. going to do this. And that's being there present in that moment, mm. you know, not thinking about the future when the massage will be finished, mm. but um, just receiving in that moment mm. and intentionally, consciously receiving and drinking, drinking from that. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so as we kind of come to the end of our conversation, what does self-care look like to you and mean to you in your life? It's the rest, but what, what else, what, what does it look like? Well, um, you know, we've spoken about meditation and I, I, I think really um, meditation is um, has been the missing ingredient in my life. Um, you know, as a child I had experiences in nature that um, I thought would, um, I, I didn't think, I just probably presumed would always be there, but they weren't always there. And uh, so it's been for the last, um, yeah, it must be nearly 40 years since I learned to meditate the first in the first with the first tradition um that that's um something that just gives my life meaning that it sort of delivers the promise of childhood i suppose which is a wonderful you know sort of gift um and uh so that's you know twice a day and i i feel so passionately about it it's it's been a big part of you know what i do for a long time sharing it with other people and um, and sharing it, you know, widely with different people who may not naturally come in contact with, with meditation. And, um, yeah, I think a, a meditation could probably save the world actually, but uh, <laughs> that's another topic. Yeah. <laughs> For another day. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you so much. I... I... It feels like rest to sit here and just get to uh, mull over and explore these beautiful ideas and just kind of to be reminded again. So thank you for leading us through that. Um, and if people are interested in learning more about meditation that you do, the kind of work that you're involved with, um, the World Christian meditation website's the best one we said so yeah. you ccm.org i'll pop a link in the show notes um, yeah. for that well thank you claire for the invitation and um it's a unique opportunity to have a conversation with this uh, like this with my firstborn mm -hmm. and and that's that's very beautiful. So thank you. We've shared a lot of little smiles and and, <laughs> uh, and twinkles as we're talking, and uh, and I hope that people enjoy the conversation. Absolutely, absolutely.
Well, thank you for joining us, um, everyone, for this Salty Hair self-care conversation. And until next time, I hope you have a week filled with joy and peace and rest. Big love. Thank you so much for joining me for this Salty Hair self-care conversation. I hope you're feeling nourished, connected, maybe a sense of aliveness the way that talking about ideas does. And maybe, wow, I didn't realise there were other people who felt like this too. If that's you, you may be interested in joining us in our Salty Hair self-care community. We are a group of women who come together each month for an online circle and an online workshop and value a shared sense of belonging and being surrounded by others who are also exploring what it means to take care of themselves. Membership is $40 a month and there's no contracts. Stay for as long as it serves you. I've popped a link below so that you can join us. If you're listening to this on iTunes, I would love you to subscribe, to rate and leave a review to help others find these conversations. Finally, I would love to connect with you over on Facebook and Instagram at Salty Hair Self Care. Until next week, keep weaving joy and peace into your day.